Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorers. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. As always on the Vitality Explorer News Podcast, we're going to start off with a quote. And this quote is from Steve Prefontaine. And the quote is, To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Now, Steve Prefontaine, also known as Pre, was a middle distance runner in the early 1970s. He trained and went to school in Eugene, Oregon, and uh, was coached uh, by one of the founders of Nike. So look up Steve Prefontaine, and remember, to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. So check out uh, also the recent podcast episodes about my time in the University of Cambridge in England. They are uh, interestingly quite popular. One was about vitality and the other discusses my biologic tendinopathy research. You can find links to these on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. So let's jump into this week's uh, information that we're going to go over and we're going to focus primarily on exercise. The first thing we're going to talk about is why 80% of Americans need to work on their heart health, and we're going to go over some specific suggestions. And the second is a very fascinating new study about how there's potentially going to be exercise in a pill at some point. Now, this is a little bit of a, uh, a long, excuse me, this is a long ways away, but a fascinating new study uncovered some of the mechanisms by which we suppress our appetite, suppress our food intake, uh, after we exercise. All right, so let's jump into that first one, and they're sort of connected here, obviously. But the American Heart Association just published a study about you know, why 80% of Americans have low or moderate cardiovascular health. Now, this is a staggering and really sobering statistic that should make literally all of us jump into action. The study, or the data from the study was um, you know, derived from over 23,000 people. So this is a big study. And a cardiovascular score was calculated based on eight parameters. Diet, physical activity, nicotine exposure, sleep duration, body mass index, blood lipids and blood glucose, and then finally, uh, blood pressure. 100 was the best possible score. And up on the Substack site, again, you could see the, the, the charts but there's an interesting breakdown of the parameters based on zero to 100 and where people were. And only you know less than 20% were in the high level. Most were moderate to low in their cardiovascular health. <clears throat> there's also some interesting breakdowns by age group. All right, and age, uh, as you might imagine, you know, people who were a little bit older had lower than the people who were younger. Uh, the, the interesting finding, again, I think not necessarily surprising is that men had lower scores than women. Um, and, the, and really, there's a bunch of different parameters, but we're going to focus on diet and weight uh, in, in this particular Vitality News, um, Vitality Explorer News podcast, because the diet rating was abysmal at 36. Men were much worse than women, which didn't surprise me. Young people, however, had worse diet scores than the older ones. And I think this is a really serious problem. That means that we might have even more cardiovascular disease as the young people age. So think about that for a second. You'd think maybe older people have worse diets than younger people, but it was the opposite that was found. So the, the men's diet score was 28.8. The women's was 42.9. 
Men, of course, were terrible. Women, that's still not that great. Overall, 36. In age groups 20 to 39, it was 30.1. 40 to 64, 37.4. 65 to 79, 47.7. So the older people were definitely eating better than the younger people. There's also an interesting breakdown by race, okay? And, and I'll just uh, read the scores for you. For They had Asian, Black, White, Mexican, and other Hispanic. So for the Asian, 46.9, Black, 23.8, White, 37.8, Mexican, 34.9, and other Hispanic, 35.9. Again, these, these charts are on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. Um, interestingly, and also very importantly, the physical activity scores were terrible. Men were slightly better than women, and young people were slightly better than older people. Uh, and racial differences did exist, but they were not as pronounced as the diet differences. And so the overall physical activity score was 51.6, men 54, women 49, 20 to 39, 58.4, 40 to 64, 47.6, 65 to 79 is 45.6. Uh, and then for Asian, Black, White, Mexican, and other Hispanic, it went 52, 47, 54, 42, and 49, respectively. So interesting data here, right? But diet and exercise clearly matter for your cardiovascular disease. So here's the Vitality Explorer uh, news analysis and recommendations. Uh, number one, Americans clearly have a problem with their cardiovascular disease. This, of course, is not news. Um, but I think that because diet and exercise uh, are, were so bad, it pr produces some solutions. And I think we need to focus on these two, um, these two, diet and exercise, because they are modifiable parameters. We have some control over the parameters. Now, a disclaimer, as always, check with your doctor before beginning any diet or exercise routine. What I would suggest is that most of us can choose at least partially what we eat, but especially how much we eat. Now, some, some obviously can't, and we need to provide better options for those people without good options in certain parts of the country or certain parts of the world. But for those of us that are able, for those of us that are able, I think it's really important to try to improve our diet. And here's my very simple advice. Eat less and eat less often. Now, for the, for the people who know a lot more about diet and nutrition, I would ask you to post your comments and suggestions on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. Exercise is the second part of this, this discussion here, and we're going to talk also about this paper in a minute about how certain molecules are released into your bloodstream when you exercise, but it's a clear, huge problem for Americans. And many times in this space, I've called for us to simply move. That is to walk, hike, bike, go to the gym if you can, just get moving. Your future self will thank you. Um, there's also a graphic from the American Heart Association sort of tips for success, which is walking, excuse me, watching your calories, cooking at home, uh, and then trying to avoid cert certain types of food and enjoying other types of food. So look for that on the Vitality News Explorer Substack site and the abstract from the articles there as well as the full reference. So let's move on to the second point of discussion today, and that is can we sometime in the future find exercise in a pill? And we know that exercise mitigates the risk of developing obesity, diabetes, heart disease. It can also even elevate your mood. But reducing exercise to a magical pill, I think, would be worth billions. Okay? Now, is that possible? Lots of people have tried to figure out how to, to do that. Um, but I don't think we're anywhere near that. But new data, very recently published data, 
shows that exercise potentially could be reduced to some, 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 at least some component of exercise may be reduced to a specific molecule that was found in this new study. These, these researchers were from Stanford and they found this molecule after an exhaustive and very comprehensive search. And that molecule was found to suppress feeding, reduce body weight, and help control glucose levels. Sounds magical, right? Uh, they published this work in Nature, which is one of the top journals, and they really kind of you know, cemented the fact that exercise is valuable to our vitality, right? So what did they find? Here's what they found. They found that when animals or humans, humans as animals, uh, exercise, they stimulate the production of LACFE, L-A-C-P-H-E, LACFE. Chemically, this is known as N-lactylphenylalanine, but you can see why they call it LACFE. So we'll refer to LACFE, but if you want the the spelling of that, it's L-A-C-P-H-E. And again, find, find all the details on the Substack site uh, online. The molecule, I think, someday could be available in a pill or possibly injection form. And that's clearly been a pipe dream for decades, right? I, I personally doubt that'll, that'll happen, but maybe some component of this research could lead us to better understanding of the mechanisms by which exercise helps keep us vital. Um, and, and I think it's important to dive into the details of this exceptional article. So for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about that, and then I'll give you my final take on that. The researchers use sophisticated scientific uh, tools, including mass spectrometry, uh, which is a way of looking at all of the molecules in a particular sample. They also had multiple uh, preclinical models, including mice and racehorses, to, to confirm their hypothesis that LACFE was associated with exercise and decreased the risk of certain things like overfeeding or obesity. Now, the charts uh, you'll see up on the Substack site, but a single bout of exercise in a mouse, that is like running to exhaustion on a little mini treadmill, I think, um, was found to increase the concentration of LACFE. And then over time, relatively short period of time, this molecule spiked and then went down. So about 60 minutes later in the mouse, the mouse LACFE concentration was back down to baseline. And then they went to the next step of trying to figure out, did this make a difference? Did this particular molecule make a difference in terms of food consumption or even weight in, in the mouse model? And they found they either gave uh, the, the mice an injection of LACFE or placebo. And then they found that over time, the food consumed in the people in the, in the mice that they got the control had was significantly higher than in the mice that got the LACFE injection. Remember LAC-PHE, LACFE. They, they went on to measure the body weight in these mice in grams, and they found there was a highly statistically significant difference over a 10-day period where the mice that got the LACFE injection had a reduced body weight compared to actually an increased body weight in the control group. Um, now, what's important about this study is it's not just in, in mice or it's not just in cell culture. They went on to confirm the existence of this molecule in humans after exercise. And they found specific differences in terms of things like sprinting or resistance exercise or endurance types of exercise. And similar to the mice, humans had peaks in this LACFE molecule after exercise. And in the humans, it dropped uh, down to baseline about two hours later. What I found interesting is that sprinting and resistance resulted in higher peaks in LACFE than, than endurance type of exercises, and those, those differences remained higher up to almost three hours later. 
Um, so here again is the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations of this complex but very well executed paper. And I only reviewed a small portion of it, so I encourage people to look online to see the, the, the reference uh, and the, for, the, the, the details. But here are my three takeaways. Ex number one, exercising results in the release of LACB into the bloodstream at high levels, especially with sprinting and resistance. Number two, LACB administration in preclinical models resulted in less food consumption and lower weight. And number three, LACB may someday develop, be developed into a treatment for, say, obesity or diabetes. Now, I'm not going to wait probably many, many years or perhaps a decade before a pill or an injection uh, for exercise that may have you know, side effects or could be quite expensive if I want to consume less food. I'm just not going to wait for that. I'm just going to go for a run, lift some weights, and know that there's a specific molecule that will, will be released that suppresses my appetite and may lead to weight reduction if I'm consistent about that. So that's my take on that very cool article. I know it's a little geeky, but it's very well done. And I think it'll be a, a landmark article that many people will review later. And I think what it unlocked for me is this idea that when you go exercise, it's not just mythology that your appetite is suppressed. You are releasing LACFI, a molecule that reduces your desire to consume food and may reduce your weight in the long term. So again, thank you for listening to the uh, Vitality Explorer News uh, podcast. Please share this with your friends. Please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And I'm so excited that uh, the previous podcasts about vitality and tendinopathy for my trip to the University of Cambridge uh, are so popular, but I would encourage you also to check those out if you haven't already. Uh, and uh, until next time, dare to be vital.